Welcome to the All Seeing One podcast. Um, my name's Kyle J. Macias. I am your host. And co-hosting as well is Fernando with Ina Harmony. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, please check it out. Fernando, how can they um, look up your website? What's the website's name? Is it like .com? Uh, well, the, the website is, can be found in the, um, in the YouTube channel, which is Ina Harmony. E-N-A Harmony, as it sounds. Um, the link is, uh, it's a website, a free website, slash anarmony, or inarmony in English. But the, the link is uh, down below in the information box. And I also have it in, in the blog, which is the music of wisdom.blogspot.com. Perfect. The song, of, the song of Reality is another title for it. It also appears in the search of Google. Perfect. All right, cool. So if anyone wants to check that out, I will keep that. Um, I'll put the links in the description. And today, if anyone notices if I feel or if I sound a little sluggish or weird, it's because I'm currently fasting. So my mind's kind of like rebooting and recuperating, stuff like that. Um, are you familiar? You're familiar with fasting, right, Fernando? You fasted before for meditation reasons or anything like that, spiritual reasons? Well, for health reasons, I practice um, intermittent fasting. I don't eat for 14, 16 hours. That's the, the safe uh, for me. It depends on how clean the body is. The cleaner the body is, the more you can be without uh, ingesting solid food. Do you do like just two meals a day? What, what are you doing? Yes, two meals. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I've been doing too. And actually, I felt the first couple of days, I felt really good. I'm only feeling it this third day. Um, but I felt real light. Um, I loved it. I felt real light. I didn't feel like lardy or, or heavy. I loved it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it's going to help me with my um, results. But anyways, today's episode, I really wanted to focus on and dive deep into, um, at least in the first part, is exposing religion. Um, and it's interesting because uh, synchronistically, um, the book I'm reading, Human Race, Get Off Your Knees, The Lion Sleeps No More by David Icke talks about this and how religion is actually created by the reptilian race to keep people from the Godhead, the true source. Um, so I wanted to kind of dissect it, you know, what religion says about God, what it tries to, or how it tries to control the masses. <clears throat> So I want to pick like one subject and then we'll go from there. Um, uh, or is there any subject that you would like to tackle that religion actually gets completely wrong? No, it's, it's okay. Uh, we can expand this, the subject as we move forward. Because it's, so, it's, so, it's so vast, the, the, the subject, that 
Okay. Um, it seems like for me, like when I was there, everything's built on guilt, condemnation, and um, and I was going to like more of an evangelical church, but it seems that Catholic, Mormon, Jehovah Witness, um, Calvary Chapels, Methodists, they're all kind of the same in their structure on deep down on the base root of things. Um, so why would, why would you say that a lot of religion is built off of condemnation, guilt, it's your fault? Basically, um, you're horrible, God's perfect, and you have to do better to achieve his goodness. What, what would you say to that? Well, that's the basic structure. In religion, we are creatures. We are sinners. We are created by an all-knowing, uh, all-powerful creator God. And that's not the message brought by uh, Master Issue when he said, uh, I am the light of the cosmos. You are the light of the cosmos. That's in Matthew 5. 13 and 14. I am the true vine and you are the branches. So he was bringing the original DNA, the original soul of humanity, which is not, not subjected to any higher creator God, which is basically the structure imposed in the Garden of Eden when the first Adamic species were put in an enclosed dimension and they were meant to till the garden and to rectify the mistakes made by previous gods. That's even more expanded in the Sumerian myths where the gods were in pain, were um, complaining about how difficult it was to, to till the land. So Ninma, the mother of the gods, uh, realized that the cause of the pain was an intelligence known as Enki, the lord of the water on the earth, who was asleep in the underworld. And she asked Enki to create uh, a species that could somehow relieve the pain of the gods. And that's how the intelligence Enki, which is also found in the Greek myth, it's known as Prometheus, and in the, the Judeo-Christian scriptures, it appears in Genesis 2 as part of the, the forces of nature, the Yudha of He Elohim, that form Adam from the dust of Adama. The dust of Adama are astral um, residues of the previous destroyed worlds. And that's how a new humanity was formed. And they were commanded to eat from the tree of life and not from the tree of good and evil. So that's the first introduction of religion. A command to exert free will, which is not really free will, because they were um, limited by contrary natures. But that's uh, another point that should be uh, examined further. But that's basically the structure of, of religion. The first uh, idea is you are an inferior species uh, created or formed from the dust. And then you have to behave in such a way that you choose good before evil. 
And this is not the true unconditional loving will that comes from the true father, which doesn't choose really, because we don't have to choose be between good and evil. Uh, we, we just have to manifest what we are, which is the pure light. We are not formed or created in any way. We existed before everything fell down. That's even in the book of Revelation. The, the lamb was sacrificed before the foundation or fall of the cosmos. That's in Revelation 13, 8. And the lamb is a reference to the Christus, which is the, the feminine nature of the divine, the consciousness that somehow got trapped in a species made by the serpent gods that step outside of the tree of life. As we are told in Proverbs 9, when Sophia Wisdom built up her house, raised her seven pillars, which are basically the structure of space-time and the chakras, the chakra system. And then she killed her victims, she mixed her wine, her genetics. And that's how the, the divine nature somehow got trapped. The light got trapped in those vessels, in those species. And this is why they began to suffer, because they had divine consciousness inside. And those first mother creator goddesses and gods tried to rectify that, but in order to do it, they um, founded what we know as religion. That's basically the, the overview. I like the way you explained and you brought up the Christ was um, sacrificed or I don't want to say sacrifice, but he was, um, he gave his life before the foundations of the world. Can you expand on that? I really wanted to touch upon that. I had that in my notes. So, cause it seems like, cause a lot of the church um, right away, they'll say, you know, Christ didn't die or he's not going to come. I don't know how they explain it, but they say weird, like these pastors on these church stages say the weirdest things from their ignorant, enslaved minds. And first of all, when you're listening to a pastor or even a priest, you're not listening to an awakened individual. You're listening to a phantom self person that felt like they had the calling of being a pastor, quote unquote. And they're actually a lot of times I notice they're speaking from their subconscious they're speaking from their phantom selves, their brainwashed selves. They're not even speaking from the spiritual self, the true self. I've noticed that. Um, but I don't know. It seems like when I did research on this, it seems like did Christ, what, did he, was he sacrificed two times? Was there a, or was it more of the Christ in, in all of us that, it can, yeah, just expound that, Fernando. What, what, is it, what did that really mean, that verse where he was, sacrifice before the foundations of the world. Yeah, we have to, to consider that this, these concepts like the Christ, uh, they are ancient ways of understanding reality. Christ come from the, comes from the Greek Christos, which means anointing or anointed. That anointing is a cosmic light, is consciousness. But there are different degrees of development. Uh, when you study the letters of Paul or those attributed to Paul, we find that he referred to the Christos, 
unto the Christos Jesus. It, it's not the same. Jesus is a further development of that consciousness. The Christos is the, fem, the female consciousness where you have mm, the Holy Spirit a sense of serenity, joy, um, goodness, a sense of um, faith, trust, the, the fruits of the Spirit, which have to expand. They, they are just a, a ground where the divine mind must grow. That would be the, the Yesu or the Son of God part. So when we are told about the, the sacrifice of the Christos before the foundation of the world, we are uh, told about how the, the feminine side of consciousness got trapped in a species. And this is in many traditions. They all speak about the sacrifice of the bull, the bull of heaven. And if you notice, in ancient times, the letter Aleph, Alpha in Greek, was represented with the head of a bull. And in the book of Revelation, we hear the, the Lord God saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the Aleph and the Tav. The Aleph is the, the spiritual consciousness that God trapped in the four elements. That's the Tav, the, the, the cross. So the first death or sacrifice of the Christ, if you will, is the female consciousness being incarnated into a species made by other uh, architects. As for the Christos Jesus or different um, levels of development, they came later to rectify that uh, mistake, accident. I would call it accident because I don't think the first architects knew exactly what they were doing. They were simply serpent species with a very tiny understanding of what sharing and loving is. And they just made that mistake. And this is why in their universe, energy began to get stagnated. So the Christ is crucified in a universe where species become vessels and energy doesn't flow. There is no love to, sh to share because species eat each other, fight against each other. So it's necessary to wake up that consciousness. That's the resurrection of the Christ, the Holy Spirit, and then develop the mental aspect, which is the divine mother, sorry, the divine mind, the, the father incarnating as the son. The father is the source, the original humanity. And the son is the incarnation or activation of the mental divine mind within the female consciousness. That in, in the vocabulary of Paul, that would be the Christos Jesus. There is only one mediator between humans and the infinite God, the man, Anthropos, Christos, Jesus, which is the development of that consciousness. You know what I've noticed too? 
my eyes have just been opening more and more since we last talked and a lot of the subjects we've been covering i've been synchronistically coming upon in different books i'm reading and it's a, it's just a trip because there's this awareness settling in where i'm like i already believed it but it's just this weird awareness like oh my gosh it's all true and it's it's just it's just a trip like um i came across this uh this one part in this book that it was about that there was no time and 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 how the time actually works like in a circle it's not linear um a whole bunch of other things that were confirming how these inhuman races interdimensional races actually run things but on top of that there is a higher and more elevated self and also a higher i guess you would say consciousness of where christ came from it's just a trip because it seems like the Jesus that they preach in churches isn't the real Jesus at all. Like I think if he showed up, um, I think he would look very different and come off very different than what people perceive him to be. Uh, what would you think his presence would be like if he were to um, come again? Well, um, he comes within us. The, the true Jesus or the true issue, that's a code name. It's a, a, a name referring to the mind of mm, the infinite source. Oh. Uh, has to expand within ourselves. And that's the tree of life. The tree of life has 13 spheres. And the mental side, which is the union of wisdom and understanding, is what gives access to the middle realm of six virtues that God disorganized. Mercy, um, right judgment, the union in different, which is beauty proportion, the recognition of our true identity. Then we have Netzach, which is the, the force that help us conquer uh, passivity, laziness, the passions that drag us down. Then we have Od, which is uh, honesty, sincerity, mm, cancelling the lies that are within ourselves. Then we have Yesod, which is the transformation of energy, the growth. Waters will, will flow from within, said the master, master issue. Because he, uh, his nature, it's this consciousness that must expand and unite with the female side, which is in Malgut, in, in the, the base, which is fallen. In our world, we have many people with this feminine consciousness. Even in the Oriental teachings, when they speak about experiencing oneness and peace, serenity, enlightenment, they are really speaking about the Christus, the anointing. So th they also speak about the Christ. They don't know it. Uh, they ignore as well is that it's necessary to give birth to the true divine child, the son of God, which is really the father or the origin incarnating in us. So what would be the aspect? Well, uh, he would look like us, but obviously he would have abilities that we usually don't develop such as uh, 
being able to heal any disease, something that we can do. For, for instance, I was very sick. I was the, on the verge of dying because of different digestive problems and uh, infections in the gut. And I didn't heal that simply by changing my food habits, but especially by becoming more aware of the consciousness in myself and developing the mental side, the divine son, feeling without resisting the pain, uh, trusting my true divine nature, which is already safe, that is immortal. So the divine son is the true divine soul that must grow in us. And that is the, the father in us, his nature, his DNA, which is a 12th DNA that comes from a source that would be the 13th aspect. And if you um, analyze the, the letters of Adam in a geometria form, you also get that Adam has a, a value of 12. So that's even codified in the name given to the Son of God, which we must develop if we are in Him, in the tree of life. One other, um, one other, um, I have my notes right here. Uh, I have so much written down that I want to cover. Um, this whole idea of being saved, quote unquote saved, a lot of evangelical Christians talk about that. Like we need to get them saved. And they always say stuff like, uh, you know, the Bible says we need to be saved. You know, it's always kind of the old fashioned American, uh, Americanized Christianity kind of. And first of all, for people who are listening, the word Christian came from, I mean, I don't know if I, I could be wrong, but in my research, um, it came from people who hated uh, Christ followers, who hated uh, back in the old, the, the, the um, I guess you would say New Testament, um, people that hated Christians, that's where the word came from. They called them Christians. It was actually a derogatory term. It wasn't supposed to be a, a good term. Um, but I'm kind of I'm kind of going off the subject. The whole idea of being saved, Fernando, it seems like it's more of a cult word now, like a cult key word. Um, but what's the true idea of being saved? Um, because truly, don't we save ourselves? Yeah, in, in a way, we um, we are the ones that have to step in the true in the true understanding and realize that our true immortal spirit soul uh, is safe, but what is not safe somehow is the personality, the human personality which is fallen. And it is uh, said that the nefesh that commit, commits uh, transgression against the laws uh, of nature dies. The soul that sins dies. That's the translation in the scripture. But as Master Yeshua said, um, with patience, you will, you will save your souls. And he also said, uh, deny your self, your false self, take your cross. I mean, uh, uh, stay aware in the experience of the four elements of matter and fo follow me transforming so 
following the way I have followed. I am the way, the life, and the truth. So um, we are saving our fallen personality from being taken by the dark forces. So um, we have to experience somehow a divine birth, as he said to Nicodemus, if you are not born from the water and the spirit, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven, what's known as kingdom of heaven. Uh, and this is an experience. Being born from the water is experiencing the cleansing by means of the consciousness of the Holy Spirit, if you will, that peace, serenity, goodness, faith, trust. But then we have to be born from the spirit of life, which is really the experience of the last Adam. The first Adam was made, a vital psyche or living soul. The last Adam is made a life-giving spirit. That's in 1 Corinthians 15. So we have to be born as life-giving spirits, which not only bring the immortality from above, but also make our human personality behave in tune with that divine personality, so we don't behave as most of humanity behave. We don't kill others, we don't uh, speak words of evil, we don't impose over others, we don't hate, we don't feel proud. In other words, we develop the middle virtues of the tree of life, mercy, right judgment, the sense of inner beauty, uh, the victory over our passions, honesty, growth of energy, we feel more vitality, more energy. And this saves us from dying. Even a person that develops the divine soul completely wouldn't even die physically. They would experience what Enoch experienced. He walked with Elohim and he was taken. And we are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That's in the scripture as well. The, the earth suffers in, in pains of labor until the manifestation of the sons of God, which are people developing those divine souls within themselves. And we are very, very near of that moment. I think that from now to a hundred years, people will start developing more and more this consciousness and they will manifest on earth. We, we will see who these people are because they don't experience death and they are able to uh, heal other people because they inspire trust in others and they have the power of conviction as well. I'd say those of us who begin to develop this understanding are candidates for incarnating as the body, collective body of the Son of God on earth. Wow, yeah, I, I've been sensing that too. I feel like there's, um, I would say it's this, a uh, huge revival coming like that these uh these church zealots say uh religious zealots say the revival's coming this is why all this stuff is happening no the reason all this stuff is happening is because 
the first of all the reptilians want control of this planet and second of all the exposure of sex trafficking i think that's the main issue going on here and covid-19 is just there to everyone look over here don't look at, don't look at these kids being trapped you know i think what's happening is they're losing their grip with all these emails that are going to be released and or they have been released um do you know what i'm talking about fernando i think that's what's really going on with this covid-19 and i think the new world order nwo just wants to um i think they're losing a little bit of control and they just want to uh, reestablish that control what are your thoughts on that yes i agree absolutely uh, i'm you, you are not the only one i know many other people who thinks that way and yeah fallen adam fallen adamic species are behind all that they are lucifer because they lost their anointing they they were originally called to be messiahs or they wanted to be messiahs on earth but they lost the opportunity because they fell in the garden of eden mixing with the genetics of the serpent and now many of them are a reptilian not only reptilian but also amphibianic uh, different species and we can see their actions behind many religions and many uh, occult um, symbols for instance the the demolition control demolition of the twin towers in 2001 to me was a clear example of what they have accomplished they have been able to um, shape a portion of humanity which um, is completely psychopathic there are many human beings who no longer have the voice of conscience within and they don't have any restriction in killing others in developing fallen the fallen culture that we are uh, witnessing all over they are the origin of um, pedophilia uh, ritual um, massacres and that comes from the ancient time so it's not new so i agree very much with your conclusions there's even a um there's even a verse in the ancient scriptures i don't like calling it the bible i think bible is an egregore but in the ancient scriptures that says there's nothing new under the sun and i feel like everything has this same kind of cycle or there's that's also what i came up across of uh recently synchronistically is that a lot of people are living cycles and they're living um not just reincarnated cycles but they're living these cycles even in this period on their timeline when they're alive these cycles of uh what you talked about the the passions and stuff they can't give up and some people do it subconsciously have no idea um very strange um the next topic i want to go on to is actually i, I want to tell you of an experience i had um so right now i'm like i'm like in between jobs and i'm doing what they call is postmates it's kind of like uber for food and you're just delivering food it's through an app mm -hmm. so i'm delivering food right fernando i'm delivering food and then i hear i get off my car and it's it's like a place where um it's there's a lot of restaurants and a lot of people walking around and um people still have masks on but um people are having a good time and all of a sudden i hear this guy in the distance and he's like screaming and he's all like whatever and i'm like what's this guy's what's this guy's deal what is he doing so i walk closer and first of all i have elevated my spiritual awakening and not just that 
more of psychic abilities. Um, I don't want to, maybe not, uh, maybe not the word psychic abilities, but I've ra- I've basically risen my awareness, I guess you would say. So I kind of sense this negativity coming off him too, without even knowing what he's saying. So I'm like, huh? So as I get closer, this guy is one of those street preachers. Um, and he's all saying, this is a sin. This is a sin. Don't you guys realize what's going on? He's all, you know, God's judgment, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, man, I'm feeling all of a sudden I was, I was having a good day, but all of a sudden I started to feel anxious and started to feel condemned. And I can see on people's faces around there, um, they were feeling condemned and kind of like, um, uh, I guess the best word, yeah, is condemned. So I pick up the food, I'm walking out and I'm, I'm kind of reorganizing my mind because my mind started going toward, you know, what if I'm wrong and what if this guy's right and and blah, 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 whatever. So I go to my car, I settle my mind down and I listen to the voice within, the small voice within, the Holy Spirit within. And I ask him, my higher, uh, my elevated self and the Holy Spirit, I ask him, I say, what's the truth regarding that? Am I wrong? What's going on here? And the voice said back to me, he, uh, let's see if I remember this correctly. He said, um, Kyle, what, what feelings were you feeling and what were you sensing from him? And I said, it was condemnation. And then he said, where does condemnation come from? And I said, it comes from Lucifer, the mouth of the, the dark side, the enemy. And he said, that's exactly where it's coming from. And then I said, yeah, but maybe my religious side was saying, yeah, but maybe you could use it for your good. Maybe God could use it for his good. And he said, no, it's demonic period because the source of it is condemnation and then he said i've come to give life and life more abundant and he's all that's basically from the dark side so i was just tripping out it was like this little revelation moment i was having where even street preachers are still operating in egregores and dark consciousness they're not even if they're saying the ancient scriptures it's almost like the ancient scriptures could be twisted in the side of lucifer and the reptilians uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, there are channels of that um, energies, those energies which are very ancient. Mm, there are especially two types of energy. Um, one is called Lilith, since ancient times, that's mentioned in Isaiah, by the way, which is a, a feminine energy that manifests in a religious seal. For instance, when Jezebel chases um, um, Elijah, no, Elijah, no, uh, it was, um, she was chasing, um, yeah, I think it was prophet Elijah. And um, she was somehow uh, infused with hatred and pride because she was governing the, the priests of Baal. And that's exactly the same spirit governing many preachers which want to impose their religious doctrine over others. But then there is another energy which is even more dangerous that's known as Samael, the poison of El, which is the mental aspect. And that uh, keeps people from developing deeper wisdom. They cut, these intelligences cut the access to uh, encoding, decoding 
the, the true meaning of ancient teachings. And then that's the way of controlling others because when you keep people from knowing themselves, you can control and then keep people in a lower vibration to suck that, that energy because they, these lower beings or fallen entities need uh, the energy of people in order to survive because they don't have light. So they use these two aspects. The energy of Lilith makes people mm, religious and proud. And they also, this energy moves people into spilling the seed, for instance, through mm, acts of onanism or it's an energy that causes infidelity in marriages. It breaks many marriages. As for the masculine side, it generates religions of hatred, division, uh, condemnation. And we are supposedly being condemned constantly by these entities which want to get attached. So we need to raise our vibration so that we are not affected by all that. We don't need to accuse anyone or condemn. That's not part of our true essential nature. Yeah, it was it was strange because I was like, wait, because I was my 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 inner man and my spirit was elevated, and then I was like, wait, like before I would have been before when I was in the church and in I want to say the church, but in the the church cult, I guess you would call it. Um, I would have been like, well, at, at least he's saying the truth of of the gospel out there, blah blah blah. But this time I approached it differently. I I. I my awareness was like, no, there's something off here. Truly look into it. So as I was looking into it, these this more awareness came and it was just, it was almost like um, I needed it kind of too, like to really like understand like, wow, that was really, they're not doing anything Christ filled. It's actually more demonic and more uh, dark energies. It was a trip. It was just a trip. Um, but what you said is uh, pretty spot on too. Um, I know for my situation, um, I think the reason I was feeling anxious was, uh, um, what's that called? Um, triggers, subconscious triggers. Um, in the books I'm reading about anxiety and fear, some people, it's not really a choice. It's like you've been programmed for so long that you have these subconscious triggers and then your body goes into fight or flight mode. And um, there's a there's some books I can recommend for people if they want to overcome anxiety or, or panic attacks. Um, one of them is Freedom from Fear by Liebgold. And then another one is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Those books have really helped me out to reprogram my mind because a lot of anxiety is just to reprogram the mind. That's another thing I've noticed um, in these churches, they kind of like um, the way they preach and the way that they um, yeah, teach their, their doctrines all I've never I've never seen anyone come out of church cults, which church um, denominations. I've never seen people come out more Christ elevated or more connected to source, more filled with the truth that they go out and they're more divine and they could and they could do all kinds of abilities and they have true connection. 
it's actually the opposite. I actually see people get more anxious, more depressed, more condemned, more confused about who God and Christ really is. So that's why I stu- I took a step back from the church and I was like, wait, what's really going on here? And when I went deep into the research, especially through my film, um, and if anyone's interested, it, it's called The Hat Man, Documented Cases of Pure Evil. It's about how people see shadow people. When I dived into that, when you learn about the dark side, the, the trueness of Christ actually comes forth, and it's a lot different than what the churches preach. Um, let's go on to the next subject. Um, let's see. Um, uh, I'm just looking at my notes real quick. Um, so, Fernando, the the real rapture. Let's talk about the real rapture because I notice a lot of um, Christians, even on my Instagram, my social media, they'll, they, they post these stupid, ignorant, um, repeating posts and quotes of things that just aren't true. If they just opened their eyes, they would see that it's not true. Um, and one of them is, oh my God, COVID-19 is happening because Jesus is coming soon. We need to get ready. And first of all, when you study the ancient scriptures, their idea of the rapture and the timing of it, or even if it exists, is just not true. Um, so what's the true rapture? Um, I think we kind of covered it earlier, but can you go deeper in um, the subject? What is the true rapture? Yeah, the rapture is um, a translation for a Greek word which appears in First Thessalonians, I think. Um, and it's harpazo, which is to be taken up uh, like by a force. Uh, and most people interpret this uh, literally. But uh, we must realize that uh, everything in ancient language, especially the teachings of Paul, is allegoric. He, he said that the, the stories are allegories, allegories. And in this case, we, are, we find a reference to the development of that divine mind which is really the, the divine child soul within us. So when we expand our consciousness and conscience and begin to have access to the deeper dimensions of our true self, then we experience this arpazzo. Some of us have experienced this in different degrees. And you, uh, are literally taken. Sometimes it can happen when you are mm, in a place, uh, maybe feeling the silence within and connected to the truth. And all of a sudden, something can happen. You, you might get into contact with a deeper sphere of reality. And all of a sudden, everything appears different. That's a type of arpazzo. Uh, when you experience that, you realize you are not a physical body, that you are something else. And that's really what um, Paul was really speaking about. He even described an experience that he had when he was taken to the third heaven. And then he said he hadn't got a clue of um, what that was. If he was outside of the body or within the body, uh, that was a type of arpazzo, which can take place also while we are sleeping. Because when we are in the body, 
um, sleeping. Somehow our contact with the soul is um, easier because the functions of the body are not so dominant. The, the organism is in a state of um, sleep and we can have access to deeper spheres of consciousness. And that's when the harpazo can even take place in deeper levels, especially when we somehow connect with the silence and serenity and the truth of our origin right before sleeping. We can have these experiences. So it's not, it's not a process that takes place one day and we are taken to heaven. Or I think it's more um, a long-term process that is going to be uh, taking place in those who develop within themselves their true divine nature. That's it, I think. All right. Um, I've pulled up a Bible verse I want to I wanna cover. Um, because I think it'd be cool to kind of pull up a verse that's been like, uh, let's focus on like one Bible verse and, and the way the church preaches it and the truth about the verse would be pretty interesting. Um, so I've actually chosen, and I want your truth about this, um, this verse, Matthew six twenty three, And it says, but if you are, if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So a lot of churches, they, they preach this and it's, it's very, um, they'll use it condemningly. And uh, what's this verse truly saying, um, Fernando? Well, as, as far as I remember, when I check out that verse long ago, I, I was amazed because the word used uh, for the, the eye, the single eye is really the eye of wholeness. The word in Greek is holos. So the, the, the phrase would be, when your eye of conscience is whole, your full body will be filled with light. Why? Because there is no longer division. There is no longer condemnation or negative judgment. So our body becomes a receiver of our true vital light, which heals our wounds, emotional wounds, uh, spiritual wounds, and physical wounds as well. I have experienced myself how a cracks that I had in my hand, eczema, and um, strange cut in, in my fingers, healed in, in a matter of um, minutes when I experienced this conscious uh, I within myself, which is the I of the true self. The true self is not divided between good and bad. Remember, in the tree of life, everything is oneness in tune with the Holy One. So I think that's one of the most important passages to understand. The eye of wholeness, the eye of conscience, true divine conscience. I remember I came across an article, I was studying that verse, and they went in detail 
um, just like you did. And it's partly uh, when I found your work, I was like, this person is awakened because no one goes this deep <laughs> like any other, other people do. But this other article, they were talking about that verse and it blew my mind away how a lot of the scriptures are more esoteric. They're more um, occultic meanings and not, not occultic in the dark sense, but occultic like there's hidden meanings and layers of things that you can get deeper into. And it seems that the superficial lens, the religious lens is actually a lie on top of all these ancient scriptures, like the condemnation and, and so forth. Um, I have another one um, and it's Matthew again, six thirty three. but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added onto you. What was Christ really saying here? And I actually have some of the Greek words in front of me too, but I want to hear your, uh, your opinion on that. Yeah, the kingdom of God um, in, in Hebrew is known as Malkut Ashomaim. The Malkut is the sphere of the tree of life that is somehow receiving all the blessings from the source where nobody is lacking anything. So uh, he was really referring to looking for the wholeness and divine plenitude that we have already been given. So we don't have to be looking for uh, external riches. We, we just have to find the riches that we have been given and allow them to manifest in our world. So as long as we are connected to our true gifts, our true intelligence, nothing is going to be absent in our life. We are going to have food, shelter, protection, a lack of disease. And that's a way of manifesting the true wholeness that we are experiencing in our true uh, abode, divine abode. You are sitting in divine thrones. That's what Paul said in Ephesians uh, 2, I think. And this also means we are living in different places at the same time. So we have a physical body, but we also have a divine body, which is living already in the kingdom of heaven, the Malkut Hashemayim, which is not really a kingdom, but a place where there is wholeness all over. We manifest a wholeness. There are no kings or queens that govern over anyone. And in any case, we are kings in this life because we somehow rule over our passions, but not by force, simply by right justice, which is harmonia. The justice we are mentioned, we are asked to, to look for is uh, the balance, the proportion between different aspects that somehow can be opposite but they can be somehow reconciled. That's the essence of harmonia, which is not blind justice. If you notice the statues of justice, they have this bandage on the eyes because in our society, judges uh, exert judgment, obeying the laws established by others, not necessarily following their own conscience, but uh, simply to control, to exert dominion 
and this is how people become violent. That's not the, king, the true kingdom of God, which is not a kingdom. In the true kingdom of God, there is unconditional love and compassion for those who suffer, and we don't need to control. We simply exchange our divine energy, and that is enough to bring harmonia. So that's, I think, the, the basic view of the mastering in that passage. Um, another verse I have here is Genesis um, 7, 1. Um, and it says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and all your family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. So it's interesting. I've noticed, at least with uh, my church upbringing, that a lot of pastors preach this as Noah was uh, sinless and he was perfect and practiced all the commandments and all this stuff. But when I went deeper, it was actually talking about his genetics, right? It, because of the Nephilim that was going on, the, the tampering that was going on there. Am I correct? Yes, that's, um, that's a code. No, Noah, read backwards, is Hen, which means... Um, divine gifts or grace. So Noah is a symbol for a new type of soul that descended from Seth. Seth was a humanity that was not the son of the evil one. It was not the son of the serpent, but the son of Adam, which was the spiritual consciousness. When the spiritual consciousness bathed the divine body of Adamic species, known as Eve, that gave rise to Seth, from which the line of Noah and Enoch came. And Noah coming into the ark is an allegory for different contrary or opposite natures. Remember that the, the animals come in pairs. That's a reference to different mm, passions within ourselves. And they are um, in a row of seven. Did you notice there are seven uh, degrees in, in, the, in the tail? And that's a reference of how the soul, the divine soul can save us from the deluge of um, cosmic radiation, negative cosmic radiation, and the deluge of um, negativity that we are experiencing on earth. So it's not just an allegory for civilizations that were destroyed by water, which was actually true as in the case of Atlantis, but it was also a reference to the development of the divine soul. So these tales can be read on different levels. All right, and then um, I think we'll do a couple more because I really want your opinion on this. Um, this one's Isaiah fourteen twelve. Um, How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who were once laid low to the, na um, low the nations. Um, is that talking about the Luciferic mind or is there an actual Lucifer entity? Um, Lucifer was the translation made by uh, San Jerome when he translated the um, 
the Hebrew Bible into Latin. And he was translated, she was translating the, the expression Helel ben Shahar, which means the, the shining sun of the morning. And that's a reference to the first beings that were anointed, that were somehow receiving the light of Adam. But they um, made contracts that the fallen cherub in Ezekiel 28, perfect you were in your ways until iniquity was found in you because of the multitude of your trading. That trading was really eating from the tree of knowledge of good and bad, which was using the fallen genetics of the serpent, the seven chakras, which carry the light. That's why Lucifer is known as the carrier of light. Luciferus, ferus in Latin is to carry. And Lucy is, looks, light. So those beings, the Luciferian beings, would have been able to become messiahs because they were anointed but they lost that chance. They were the stars of the morning and they fell and they became fallen Adam. They, they are still influencing humanity from fallen dimensions, the, the Sheol, the so-called underworld. And it's not just one being, they were many and they had, as I said, two energies. The female energy is now known as Lilith, and the masculine energy is known as Samael, which is the mind, the poison of hell. And those beings make anything that's on their hands to keep people away from studying this true wisdom. And they also move people into lower passions, into war. Inanna, for instance, was the goddess of war and love. That's an, an, an allusion in Sumeria to those energies. There is a wonderful story about uh, the tree of Inanna, which is the Hulupu tree. And in the Hulupu tree, you have the serpent on the roots, Lily too on the trunk, and the Anzu bird on the branches. And she, uh, Inanna, asked her brother Gilgamesh to expel these energies because she, they were ruining their garden her garden. And then Gilgamesh came and he gave seven um, axe blows, expelling this, this energy. So this was to me the, the type of um, Luciferian science used in order to expel lower energies, but they were not able to, to cope with the fallen energies. They literally were absorbed by the fallen world and never since they are uh, influencing humanity because they hate us. They realize that they can no longer evolve and they have the feeling that the only way of surviving is through us, is by stealing our vessels because we have genetics that can develop through divine soul. So they want our genetics and they want to mix our genetics with uh, quantum technology. This is why they are developing robots. They are um, moving humanity into a technological world where the human being, the biological, 
human species are mixed up with um, robots. And that's the way they can incarnate or um, somehow extend the life which is completely as absent from, from them. They are perishing. That's a trip. That, it's just a trip that this stuff's going on. Um, and for people that are listening and, and you kind of think maybe I, I, I haven't had an experience with the dark side or the light side, um, keep digging deeper and you'll, you'll eventually have some stuff happen to you because these entities are around us constantly. They're just vibrating at a different frequency. And if you tune your frequency to one of those dimensions, you'll eventually come across something that's a little off. And I've noticed that at least with the dark side and even just talking about it now, I can already feel a little bit of interference. They um, are very subtle and, and very occultic. Um, the language of the subconscious is the language of their, um, the way they communicate interdimensionally. And um, yeah, I'll get messages sometimes. If I'm onto something, I'll get messages sometimes from the dark side. And um, it's, it's gone down a lot, but if I, if I dive deep into something, I'll sense something. And, and for people that are listening um, also, you'll sense it in your body. Like if you're reading a text that they don't want you to read, you'll start feeling your hands like kind of, it's kind of harder to, to turn the page or you'll start feeling yourself being harder to breathe or choked a little bit. That's the entities on the other side kind of affecting you. Um, or I even noticed um, if you're at an elevated state or higher awareness and you step into a place that you're technically not supposed to be that's owned by reptilians or demons, um, you'll notice that they'll manifest in people's attitude in the natural realm. They'll, they'll it'll manifest like, attitude of like what are you doing here dirty looks um this is also what people call gang stalking online um you can google that uh, all right fernando um let's do um one more so this one says it's luke 22 3 it says then satan and it's interesting the greek says satanas entered judas iscariot who was one of the 12 and it's interesting we were talking about the 12 earlier what really happened here? Well, I think um, when we are following our true divine self, which we can call um, Christos Jesus in, in a Christian language or the divine soul in our modern language, we also have to realize that the adversary is going to um, try to make anything possible to keep us from developing that divine soul. So since the moment we receive the divine seed and we begin to develop, there is going to be a traitor within us. That's the Judas within our, ourselves. And obviously those who were following Master issue in those times, 2000 years ago, they would have to be um, exposing themselves inwardly. And that's an allegory of how something in us won't um, be aligned with the true master, the true uh, divine self. And we have to spot this foreign intelligence within, within ourselves because it's many, it's not just one. My name is Legion. That's the name of the Galarine demoniac in, in another passage. And as you said before, 
I like the, the, the expression you use. Those entities communicate by means of the subconscious, but also the unconscious. So we have to spot these um, traitor voices within ourselves, you know, on an unconscious level and subconscious level, which is closer to our body, our emotions. When we um, experience uh, distress or a struggle within ourselves, this means that our unconscious is somehow um, in a battle between our true divine uh, soul and what we can call the adversary or Satan, which can be different types of entities. And this is because we have transgressed, because we have caused a short circuit in our actions. This is why we must be very careful of what we do in, during our daily life. Because when we break the covering, the energy shield, we have holes in the energy uh, shield and then this, these dark energies can get in. So we have to um, ask for protection to our divine soul because our divine soul can do anything for us. We, we just have to be um, humble and love that part of ourselves. This means to have a sense of proportion. Even though darkness is very strong down here, we must have faith in that deeper part, which is connected to the whole, actually. So that we don't fall into the Judas problem. The same adversary which was in Peter was the one that was making Judas sell the master for 30 pieces of silver. That's all an allegory of a struggle. If you notice when Judas hangs up himself, he goes to, um, to a field which is known as Akeldama in Greek. In, in, in Hebrew is Akeldama, which means the field of blood. And this means a field where we are struggling. This began in the uh, relation between Cain and Abel. And Cain killed Abel, which was his conscience, the breath of conscience. So every time we kill the breath of conscience within ourselves, we somehow are invaded by the adversary or Satan, and we oppose to the mission of the master. In that passage, it was Peter who is opposing the master. And if you notice, Peter, um, it was the, um, the title for Simon. So he was called Peter because he had the stone of conscience within himself. And the stone of conscience is precisely where the true congregation of the call out ones is raised. Upon this stone, I shall build my congregation. So all begins in the stone of conscience. If we are aware of conscience, of the right um, connection, then everything is okay. But when we don't clean up this stone, this stone becomes the stone of um, sin, so to say. Then there was a name for it. Mm. 
I don't know in English, but uh, this stone must be the, the, the center of our work, of our inner work, because there is a traitor, there is a Judas within ourselves. Um, that, that's so fascinating and it's so true. Um, um, now, I think, I think uh, I would like to end it there, but I still actually have a question. Do you, um, is there, your opinion, is there an actual like leader of these reptilians, an actual Satan or Lucifer, or is it more allegorical, symbolic of a group? Well, they have chiefs. Uh, definitely, they are, um, they are a corporation. They are organized. And many of them have cities be, um, below the sea. This is mentioned in, in a scripture as the dragon in the sea. And even, even um, the Hebrew sages speak about um, Lilith living in the, in the bottom of the sea. So that can be interpreted as the unconscious or subconscious ocean of the entire fallen universe, the consciousness of the underworld. But it can also be interpreted as cities below the, the oceans. Actually, the military and other um, witnesses have seen um, sort of spaceships or beings inhabiting the, the deep oceans. And they don't seem very friendly in, in many occasions. So I think there might be a truth in both senses. So the oceans are the oceans of our unconscious and subconscious. But these beings have a corporation which have the headquarters, so to say, below the oceans and in places within the earth because they cannot live in the surface. They have to be hidden below the water and in caves. So definitely that there are chiefs. There is no just one. There are many chiefs, rulers, archons. As Paul said in Ephesians 6, we are not struggling against, against flesh and blood, but against principalities, which are higher angelic um, principles, the prince of this world, um, is cosmocrators to cosmo, which are the, um, the rulers of the cosmos in this dark fallen universe. Then we have the exousias, which are translated as powers. Exousias means beings outside of the, the essence, so beings that have fallen out. And then we have the um, neomati to puneru, so, um, spirits that live in the, um, in the air, the wicked spirits of the air, which somehow are the mental spheres that are um, attacking us, the mental spirits that can access our, our mind and therefore we, we have to shut down all these places. All this, if you examine it in, in general, is like a corporation. The, there is um, an array of hierarchies 
that are against humanity. Some of them are mechanical, more like robots, and others are more aware because they have a spark of consciousness when they fell. This is why they are very dangerous. They know what, what they are doing. You know what's a trip is when I was doing a long time ago, maybe this could be our next episode um, because I think we should expand on it. And I think we're ready for it too because um, we're not just focusing on the dark side, but I feel like we should do an episode that's um, um, talking more about these hell realms and stuff like that. But when I was doing research on, on hell for a while, I got deep into that and it's kind of scary, but it's interesting. Um, Bill Weiss, who had a hell experience. I was, people can look up his story. His story is very interesting. Um, he's a little religious still, but I think he did have a real hell experience, but it's interesting because what he keeps out of his story, he only mentioned it once in a, in a different interview. He said that one of the demons that was outside the cell pacing around he said it looked like it had metal shoved into its body, almost like it was trying to fix itself. Um, he said almost like uh, like robotic, really, like uh, like um, like technology. And when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, everything else I've been learning is just so true. But he says he keeps that out because he can't put scripture to that because he likes to get Bible scripture for everything that he's seen in hell. But that was one of the only things that there's no Bible scripture for, which I think there kind of is. Um, Ezekiel's wheel is kind of something close to that or technology in the Bible. But um, it's just a trip that interdimensionally they do have technologies. It's not just a mist spirit moving around, influencing you. These entities are just on different dimensions and vibrational states. Um, do you did you want to close with any other anything else, Fernando? Well, I think we have covered um, a lot. Um, they are very well spot on the questions, and as far as I can see, I think we have covered a lot to understand what religion is really uh, promoting, because religion is connected to all this dark forces even even the question of or the idea of um, having to relegate ourselves to something to, to the source is already fallen because if we assume that we are in the divine body and that we are here to expand this body on earth we no longer are trying to reconnect ourselves we are already connected so the very idea of religion um, is fallen because religion comes from religare in Latin or relegare to read again. And we are not trying to relegate. In any case, we have to realize that there is something in us which is part of the tree of lives and it's alive. It's immortal, it's safe, and it can bring health and holiness into our physical body, healing uh, any disease. Obviously, this means uh, having a development which is not fully uh, present in, in most of us, but it's possible. And we have to trust to eat from the tree of life constantly. Um, to me, it's essential having these ideas 24 hours a day in my mind. That was my conclusion because 
when I forget about all these things, the powers of darkness know it, know that I'm no longer following the truth and they can have power over me. So to me, this is an obsession. I am, even when I'm not studying, I have reflections and ideas on the tree of life within myself and I keep them very alive so that I can be what I'm meant to be, which is a manifestation of the true divine DNA on earth. And then it will come a point in which we will go back to our true essence, our true world, meet our true family because we have a divine family and they know we are here. So this is our mission when we are connected, when we feel as emanations of the true source. That would be the conclusion for today, I think. Per perfectly said. And um, if anyone has questions for Fernando, um, his I'll leave um, I'll leave his uh, contact information in the show notes. And um, until next time, guys, I think what we're going to do for anyone that's listening, we're going to do we're going to talk about in the next episode about the hell realm. So stay tuned. Um, in a couple of weeks for that and also on the Instagram page the All Seeing One podcast um, and until next time um, I'm Kyle Macias and Fernando's on the other side and we'll talk about the Hell Realms next time we meet alright you guys have a good one and stay safe out there <laughs>